0: chord while we're talking, and then kind of like we that. I heard a click.
1: Mm-hmm. Go into <laughs> it. <laughs> you heard it.
2: All right, Josh. So, what got you into gaming? I like games. I like video games. Yeah, where did it start? no, no, really? Um, cause uh, hold on. This psychologist of me. Yes. Where did this gaming
0: f- uh, fanatic? My fucking head shrink. Out? My head shrink friend
2: mm-hmm. over here trying to get into my fucking deepest thoughts and desires. What drove you into playing games of? mass murder first-person shooters hmm? hmm can you tell me no nothing real i mean i was a fucking kid like i was like six or seven and the fucking nintendo came out that's what you do that's what you did you went to your friend's house and you played fucking nintendo want to play mario yeah i do and then mario 2 even by that point mario 2 come out and you're like this isn't mario that's not the same mario
1: this is vegetable simulator i'm a farmer <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, what you're saying, actually,
0: is that you went from... Well, this is what you do, and you just never stopped.
2: I guess. I guess. There's, there's a thing about games in general, and a lot of it is... I'm not a head shrink or whatever, but some of it's just... It's a sense of accomplishment. I know that sounds kind of lame, but you, you play this game, and a lot of times, especially Mario, you know, watching my son play the original Mario, watching him... Want to eat his controller. From anger. Because he can't get past. One part. One part. That I find. Absolutely easy to get through. Because I. But I try to explain to him. Repetition my man. You have got to die. You have to fail. A million times. You have to burn that muscle memory. Into your thumb. To to know when to jump. And once you do. You'll never fall there again. That'll be the easiest part. You know. So. I know it seems silly, but there is a sense of accomplishment in playing a video game. Even something as simple as Mario. You know? Now, I know people can play... They can play puzzle games, and you can get the same sense of accomplishment. But, I mean... And I'm not trying to dwell on it too much as saying that's the only reason I play. A lot of it's leisure. Escapism.
1: Well, that's like, you know... Uh, my fiance, she's she does nails and stuff like that now, and, like, I... I look at my nails and I just see them as nothing and she, but she looks at it and she turns it into a work of art for her. That's her work of art. Right. And that's the way video games was. Well, not necessarily a work of art, but being able to interact with the art, being able to interact with the entertainment that you normally wouldn't be able to, you know, as a child, you watch cartoons and TV and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden you get to be a part of that cartoon or a part of that TV. And that, that just transports you into it. It sucks you in a little bit deeper. I've I've always felt that way. Like me, I my dad played video games, and I've need. I should probably send him a bill someday. <laughs> <laughs> this is my addiction. You did this to me, Dad. <laughs> but you know he he played video games when I grew up. I started on the Nintendo, and. It's been an addiction since. I, I can still remember my dad bringing home. I even think he, he may have bought it used. But a Nintendo with Mario and the Zapper and everything on the NES brought it home, and I was just hooked. Like, it was like he just opened up a bag of crack and just said, enjoy. Right. And it was the same for him, too. Like, those were my memories as a child was new game day. Like, if I got a new game, it was like, that. that was all my excitement and rage and, you know, like... It's it's here, we got it, we got a new game. And, you know, that's I I can't explain why I kept playing all these years besides the fact that it was just easy to do. It was it was something that you could always do. I was never good at basketball, I couldn't play sports. I was fat so I wasn't running very fast. But you could so, beat
2: Vector Man in two hours. Yeah.
1: You could <laughs> you could uh Pick up a controller and be who you wanted to be Or do what you wanted to do And it just transported you What about you Nathan?
0: Well I Didn't really have a whole lot of it Growing up Um Like I said uh, One of the last podcasts uh, That the Super Nintendo was my first Actual console that we had in my house And A lot of it was rented games Um But what got me into it, I have no real idea. Um, I think that, because I was an active kid actually. I spent a lot of time outside. I played sports, uh, not necessarily for school, but I would go outside with my brother and play basketball or football or whatever. Um, Again, I was never good, but that didn't stop me from playing and having fun outdoors. So I actually didn't get into gaming gaming until I don't know junior high probably by the time PlayStation came out. Other than that it was just a hobby, just something to do to at night. So uh Final Fantasy 8 I think was the first game that I played and played and played and played. Um your first love? Yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, I played a lot of Mario and I played it over and over and over again. Like Super Mario World um, and Legend of Zelda. And those were my favorites and I played them and beat them. But what. whatever got me um, hooked, I don't know. Uh, because through grade school, it wasn't the cool thing to do. It was a small class, and that was who I knew. Not a lot of kids played it. No, or if they did, they didn't let on.
1: Well, when we were kids, it wasn't it wasn't like it is now. For a, sure, it was kind of it was it was things nerdy kids did. Yeah, the geeky a, kids who who happened to be wearing the Star Trek shirts and, and you know it wasn't it wasn't it the, was the cool minority. jocks and stuff like that doing that stuff. It was a it was a bunch of us. A bunch of kids like us. I mean, but and and you know, I was like you two. I didn't go in, and and uh, play all day. I, I when you're a kid growing up in well, Southern Illinois like we did. I mean, you were kicked outdoors, and I don't want to see you till the sun comes. Yeah, pretty much comes down. So you know, we ran and stuff and played. Be home before the street lights come on. Yeah, biked and stuff like that. And I lived in a small little dead end road, so I mean, it was pretty safe when we we lived, but. But yeah, I, I agree with you there. I mean, what do you remember, like Final Fantasy VIII? You didn't play any, or did you play RPGs before that? Uh, no. Oh. That's where my dad. I tell you to this day, I can. Oh, I'm st-
0: sorry. I did forget about one Uh, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. <laughs> I did play the shit out of that game that's, so much. That's always I loved known it. as
1: the, the B tier Final Fantasy 2 yeah. But it was a good game. Like I can, I if I'm sitting and thinking about my youth, I I will always remember my dad smoking a Camel cigarette and thumping away at an RPG because my dad would actually play pretty in depth on those. Like I remember my dad going through Final Fantasy. Like, a, those are, like, some of my favorite memories, is just watching my dad play more than myself a lot of ways. But I I still will always think of him whenever I... Even when I game.
2: Well, so. one of the first times I ever came over to your house and met your dad for the first... One of the first times, I'm, I'm not sure exactly. But he was in his room and he was playing Mario RPG. Yeah. And I had not played that game. And I think by that point, it was already a few years old. So, and I still haven't played it. I'll never get into it. There's there's a million well like the last podcast we talked about oversaturation there's a million freaking games out there so was that the last one or was that the one before we didn't have one before where am I (laughs) I I, I don't know (laughs) catch up
1: but yeah um, RPGs and stuff like that I grew up on those like my dad played those pretty pretty much all the time and you know Zelda and Mario and stuff like that I grew up on all that stuff too I played some weird stuff, you know. I, I, I tried too much to have all the consoles when I was a kid, and not always the best idea, especially you know looking back. I, I've still got my TurboGrafx-16. I still play it. I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up once in a blue, blue moon, but it's, it's not something anybody else is gonna have any interest in playing, but me because I have some nostalgia for it. For well, there's a
2: few people around. Brandon, the guy that works over at McDonald's sometimes. I talk to him. Uh, he wants to be on here at some point because he has a gigantic classic Nintendo collection. Yeah. I mean, it takes up a wall, he says, and he still he still buys games. Yeah. You know, so here and hit you know, I bet that he would love to play a TurboGrafx-16. Mm-hmm. My first, what about your first console? Mine was uh, an Atari 2600. My uncle sent it to me on my birthday, and that next weekend, my grandpa took me to yard sales and i went from when he sent it to me it came with one game barnstorming
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you go up over a tower up and down down through a barn over a ta- and up and down up and down and that game was great it was so stupid and silly i couldn't really tell what was going on though
0: <laughs> like i knew it was a barn but i could not tell like well, what is this thing is it a windmill i don't
1: I don't know if it's a windmill or a radio tower or a power line I think or it's whatever a windmill. and
2: why are you having to go under it i don't know what? <laughs> you go into the
1: barn. You're storming through the barns is what it How was. How many
2: barns are there? That's the next question. I mean, maybe he's making a loop. You don't know. Where this it. guy lives, there's a lot of farm country, I can tell. Right. Do they pay him to fly through? Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Sorry. So my grandpa took me That's a different podcast. Oh. <laughs> my grandpa took me to yard sales that day. So it came with one game, and by the end of that night, we had like 26 games.
1: Well, that was the great thing about the 2600 by the time you know we were old enough to have any any reason to play it the game market was already dropping out like before the nes you know they literally Atari ran themselves out of business by just letting whatever like et et's the oh one that always God. always pushes on the, the thing that crashed the gaming market back in the early 80s yeah
2: but didn't they bury all those out in the desert yeah, like they, they, did. they took every cartridge uh, they could uh, find and they, they literally dug a hole yeah. Yeah. And buried them. They were like, wow, this is an embarrassment. Get rid of it as fast as possible, please.
1: Well, and then they dug them all up and people were buying them. They were selling them. They made a documentary on it. And,
2: yeah, that's why I was yeah. talking about, yep. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, you know, my my first system was the Nintendo, was the NES. Uh, I actually traded a banana seat bike that I had gotten as a child. My dad bought it used. Wow. And I traded a banana seat bike. Those are making for, a comeback. For an Atari 2600. That was that was my trade off. <laughs> uh, I traded it to a kid that lived down the down the road from me, and I had three games, and I hardly played it. But it was still one of those. I trade I trade the the thing that would make me healthier for the thing right. that makes me lazier.
2: Well, my stepdad had his Super Nintendo, and I shit you not, me and my friends would still play Pac Man on my Atari. Mm-hmm. That was all the way up until like ninety one. When it finally uh, let the magic smoke out of the CPU.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) It finally
2: quit. It's like, wow, shit.
1: Pac-Man on the Atari is the worst version of Pac-Man, almost.
2: It didn't matter. I played the hell out of it. I wasn't any good at it. I still suck at Pac-Man, but...
1: Have you ever touched an Atari, Nathan? Yeah, I did.
0: My grandpa had one, so... Uh, whenever I would go over one. To Have you house. seen
1: one outside of a
2: museum? Yeah. That's how I knew <laughs> what
0: uh, barn, barn swallowing was. Barn storm. Barn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I well, think that barn and would. I have played ET. And uh, actually, one of my favorites was was it Moon Lander, Moon Rover?
1: Yes. Lunar Lander. Lunar Lander. Yes. Yeah, I
0: loved that game so much. You jumped over uh, crevices and shot through rocks.
2: It was that, that was it. Don't forget Defender. Defender was always top of the list.
1: You know, that's the thing. Like, I've played games my whole life, and it's kind of sad. Like, I never played a lot of those games until I was older. Defender and uh, Arkanoid and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I've never even... I've seen Tempest. I've never even touched Tempest before. Me neither. Uh, But that's why I was a little more intrigued with the arcade one-ups, was just because, you know, I missed out on that arcade scene growing up. Well, we didn't have... We had one arcade here in town. It didn't. It was Yeah, it was down on the. Uh, oh. It was on the west. No, it was on the east side of town. It was there for a while because I remember that was the only place I remember you could play the X Men four player game around here was down there.
2: I forgot that game even existed until yeah. you just mentioned it. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, it was the X Men one and the
1: Simpsons one. Those were the big two four player games. Well, I didn't
2: move up here until '93. I came up here from Florida. So when you when you said arcade, that's why my eyes went fucking ginormous. Yeah. What, what arcade? What are you talking about? There was a
1: small one here, but it wasn't. You know, I wasn't allowed to go to. My dad definitely. Well, we own consoles. Why would you want to go pump quarters into a machine right. when we could just buy the game once and have it forever, and mm-hmm. or rent it or. But
2: you you missed the whole. The whole experience of going to the arcade, putting your thing, your change in there, getting the, getting the tokens out, people waiting in line to take turns on the fighting games, you know, winner takes all, king of the hill, stuff like that. There was one in Mount Vernon Mall,
1: yeah, in an arcade,
2: was. and it was there for quite a while.
1: That's the one that I remember. Like I remember walking by there. On you used to go to the disc jockey. <laughs> <laughs> on the way to disc jockey, it was, it was right there hanging out, and I remember always seeing a bunch of kids in there. And the Mortal Kombat 2 Nathan, machine. Nathan, yeah.
2: have you seen an arcade outside of a museum?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was
0: thinking was, you know, uh, having one here in Fairfield would, that's, that shocks me. Um, but yes, the one in Mount Vernon, we did go and play. We loved playing House of the Dead too. Oh, yeah. Uh, we played it I can't remember if we ever did beat it I think one time we did just sit there What did there. they cost you 60 bucks? Yeah it was probably pretty expensive But we also took turns There were like 6 of us going in and out uh, So it There wasn't much there to offer though I mean it was a small thing And it wasn't anything like what you're describing Where people are waiting in line uh, there, there was no Cinematic experience That you get in a the theater you know where uh, there are people there and the energy is electric and buzzing, it was just a few random people, or <laughs> even just kids that the parents throw their them into while they're out there shopping. I'm
2: going to JC Penney. Here's mm. two dollars. Go have fun at the arcade. Yeah, yeah. That lasts about all of half a second of fun.
1: Well, I I think arcades were pretty cool for their time, but. Really, after well, I mean, don't
2: talk about them like they're dead. There's arcades all over the place. Well, there
1: still is, but they're more of a they're they're very scarce. It's not like they were back in the you know the late 80s, even the early 90s, and stuff like that, or even all the way back into the 70s.
0: This is also from the viewpoint of Southern Illinoisians.
1: <laughs> but you, butchered that. I right. tell you what. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm fine with it. Now, well, there's barcades now, and then you go into a place and you pay like. 10 bucks and you can play all day or play for so many hours and, and stuff drink like, and drink. Yeah. And order hot wings. And I mean, but you already like when we were kids, you put a quarter in a machine and that's what you got was three lives. And that was it. But now you can go pay five, $10 to a man and play all day. Uh, there's one down in Springfield, Missouri, 1984, I believe it's called. uh, my brother-in-law goes to it quite a bit and he he says he he enjoys it they've got a really big selection down there but other than that I mean like around here there's nothing like that
2: no nothing even close something in Evansville maybe
1: right there is one in Evansville there's one or two I went to the one over in Evansville once with is him it just
2: a it. full arcade
1: no I think they've got maybe 15 machines God. and he he it's like five bucks for an hour <laughs> it's something uh, like that but it's also attached uh, to a uh, comic store and some other stuff too
0: i'm just realizing how just out of generation right (laughs) right this conversation is because i just realized what they have now uh over in st louis they have the uh, was the virtual reality type of arcade quote unquote uh where you go in and you you just have the you put on the vr headset and you do vr games that way which is really cool, and we need to do that. We went to a place Catch in Ohio. To the times a little bit, gentlemen.
2: We went to a place in Ohio. Uh, damn it, I forget what it's called—Digital Arcade or something like that, Pixel Arcade or something—and it was just rows and rows of TVs. And one row was all Xboxes. The next row was all Playstations, and the next row was all ROMs. And then, uh, in one part of the corner, they had VR headsets. With their own, with you know, with their own computers, or whatever, and you could, I think, time for that was by half hour, so you could rent it for thirty minutes to play.
1: Modern car, well, we wouldn't we all own the modern consoles? But for the most part, like, unless it was something very rare that I would not, I don't know, but would have never a chance of owning, uh, you know, like a Spectravision or some or what are the the Spectrum? I can't even think of what they're called now, but the. The ones that use the uh, specialty bulbs and stuff like that for the screens. Like, something like that I could see playing to rent. But I could never sit down for a console game and just play it. Right. I I, I don't...
2: Especially since you probably own it.
1: Well, yeah. But that's the best thing about being an adult now is when a game comes out, you don't have to go, well, how many yards am I going to have to mow to... (laughs) to get uh, to get it's more this like or like how
0: many meals am i going to have to skip <laughs> right or is the water bill going to go late this month so that i can play Do Rage i really two? need to
2: pay my car insurance? I mean as long as i don't get in an accident i should be okay.
1: Right. I I can't complain. I got lucky on that front cuz like i said dad was dad was a gamer so he bought games. Right. I, I got to kind of play that too, you know. It it's not like he had a bad choice in games back then except for Dino Wars for the NES and <laughs> the guy ran it looked like he had one leg. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's it's it was it was a different time. I I agree. It was definitely we're definitely a little old now. Arcades are changing to a different space now. They're not even the same. Well, I
2: mean, most bowling alleys have an arcade with at least two or three games. Um, movie theaters depending on what city you live in uh, around our area no they don't mm-hmm. have that anymore yeah. but if you go to bigger cities they normally have an arcade section off to the side kind of like Walmarts do
1: you could play Big Buck Hunt
2: <laughs> right <laughs> at a discount price because no one's been playing it and right. if it's sitting in that if it's sitting in that slot it's not making any money if no one's playing, not playing it
1: well, that's why I was really glad to see the arcade 1-ups come out I've well, I I've, I've got the Pac-Man machine. And Yeah, I've seen it. I've I want the Mortal Kombat machine. One of the guys that I know uptown, he's got one now and he loves it. I I a lot of people complain cuz they're so expensive, but really for what you're getting out of that thing, 300 bucks is not bad. I mean Well,
2: I mean it's not terrible. I wonder what what do you think it costs? We could search it, of course, but what do you think it costs to find like a Mortal Kombat 2? original cabinet
1: oh for it'd be five hundred dollars no you can get one you can so. probably pick one up for four or five hundred bucks but you'd have to fix it you'd it's not coming complete or it's not coming
2: it's in pieces because it's been
1: it, it's got some issues usually now 10 years ago you probably could have found one on well craigslist or whatever and they would wanted you to take them away but now they've kind of hit that nostalgia market Okay. And now people okay. want that stuff, right?
2: Again. Right. Now they want it. Now they want them in their house, and they're willing to pay for it, and they want an original. They don't want something. Well, I mean, even you were talking about trying to build one of your own, and you just you put a screen in it, you build the cabinet the way you want it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it don't have to have lights unless you want it to have lights. It will. Like at the top of the kit, ca- right? So you're you're wanting an authentic looking.
1: I don't want. I guess not necessarily. Does it have to be a one to one? I'm gonna probably make. I'll probably start off with a countertop and then I'll probably make a base for it so I can put it on it eventually. But I mean, yeah, I've, I don't know. I, I've never had the experience of being in an arcade like, you know, a lot of people have, but I see the appeal. I mean, it's very, very appealing to have a, a system or a machine that you can just go in and just flip it on and sit there and play the game you really want to play. And that's it. Like Pac-Man, Pac-Man was, a. it's, it's so stupidly simple, but yet so addictively easy to play that I can sit down. Well, play at the it,
2: beginning, and that's but, it. You know, it gets a lot harder. Eventually, get to the point where your power pellets do nothing. Yeah, well, I didn't know that. I yeah, the, that the, the d- <laughs> Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> but but it's also one of those where it's just instantly rewarding because you are instantly collecting something. So it tells your brain, "I'm getting somewhere." As soon as you. Turn left, right, up, down, whatever direction. I, I'm going to butt start.
2: in because I just had a realization. I, no shit. The fucking the clouds parted. Heaven's light shone upon me, and the truth had been revealed. The, the, the way modern mobile games play is the same way. They start out easy, mm-hmm. and they get more difficult. And, of course, nowadays, it gets just enough difficult to where people with low low impulse control or like, well, it's just 20 bucks, whatever. And then they put the 10 bucks, 20 bucks in and they buy their power ups and they get through the next 20 levels of their puzzle or whatever. And then it gets harder and then they do it again and they do it again. So it's the exact same as the arcades. I'm sure there's probably people going to listen to this one day and be like, uh, duh, dumbass.
0: I was going to make that clarification (laughs) because we've had that conversation before the the revelization. Wait, is that the right word? The, revelation that Josh had is the connection from mobile games to the arcade games, not okay. the fact that the I'm telling what you you don't have to no. agree with me. Yeah,
1: okay. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but the best thing about a mobile game is is you make the mobile game once, you put you release it digitally, and you've got instantaneous money when you do that. Where arcade games were We've got cabinets to build. We've got screens to make. We've got motherboards and daughterboards and right. joysticks and buttons. And, you know, you've got a, a semi-load of stuff where— And you got to
2: put one in each arcade mm-hmm. in every state, every county. I mean, and there could be—I don't know. I couldn't tell you. But just just say there's there's one arcade in every county in every state. That's a lot of machines that got to be right. built. Right, right. So they cost a lot, and they also have to produce uh, a profit. right. You know, But, I mean, once again, it's all business. Supply and demand kind of kind of thought process. But, yeah, you make the game, release it, you're done. I mean, you might have to do updates. Right. If, if you're a decent company, you could be one of those companies that just pump out crap knowing that someone's going to buy your stuff. You're only going to get 20,000 copies sold, but if you sell it at a dollar a piece, you just made 20 grand, pump out another piece of crap mobile game that only... 10,000 people are going to play. And if, if you're programming it and building it yourself, then that's all profit. Like, if you did it in your spare time, I mean, that that's probably why there's so many mobile games and cheap games out.
1: Oh, yeah. For that I,
2: reason. Uh, I have a tangent there. Because uh, there was something...
0: Uh, going back to the childhood, uh, getting into games and stuff like that, uh, my first big franchise it wasn't a franchise back then but pokemon uh i loved it did you catch them all no i never got to catch them all and there's a reason why uh because because they keep adding fucking new ones well they did do that but that took a while from the first game to the second generation i was into it i was playing it a lot but like i said it wasn't the cool thing to do and then once we got around school, you know, people were like, oh, that's not fun. That's why are you playing that? It's not, it was never picked on. It was just like, uh, that's, There was we're, a we're not into it. Yeah, there exactly, was a stigma. Exactly. So I put it down and I've, I haven't played it really since I was what junior high. And then uh, recently, like within the last couple of years, you know, I, I picked it back up mostly because of my girlfriend, but. Last summer, all we did every weekend, you, Josh, I'm pointing at Josh, (laughs) uh, his son, my girlfriend, and some other friends, we went downtown in my town, Collinsville. Now you guys know where I live. Uh, And we, it's such a good community there of people playing Pokemon Go, and uh, everybody's raiding together on raid days. We have... The uh, what's it called? The group chat. It was a Discord. A Discord group chat, and all this stuff. That it's a great way to just go out into the community, make friends, and it's just um kind of amazing where it came from and what it's turned into. Yeah, Pokemon Go itself has had some huge bumps along the way, but what it's turned into and what people themselves have made it into is something
2: worth applauding well we even thought about starting businesses around Pokemon go <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah you heard it here first folks Pokemon go Collinsville is a great community for Pokemon go there we go all
2: right let's uh the close c- it up
1: and <laughs> we're, we're done that's I feel like
0: that the, we have reached the pinnacle of our conversation the
2: the Collinsville uh, Chamber of Commerce owes us money now
1: <laughs> he's just like We're getting more people? (laughs) What happened? Well, they heard the Pokemon Go be famous here. Be famous. (laughs) (laughs) Roll out the red carpet. We're the Pokemon
2: hotspot. Let's Mm -hmm. do this. I liked playing it. I even got quite addicted to it for a while. But eventually, I put too much effort into it. I started playing every day and right after work. And then I'd come home and, and do chores. Me and my son would do some stuff together. And then we would eat dinner and take showers and get comfy, and then go drive around town and hit pokey stops one more time before bed. So eventually, it be not really an obsession, but it became such a habit to continuously play that eventually I burned myself out.
1: Kind of like Elite Dangerous.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I've not talked about that <laughs> all uh, week. We've
0: gone what thirty minutes, and he hasn't said it. <laughs> We're doing you guys good. should
2: be lucky. That I haven't. Well, there was a new ship kit I bought the other day. Uh, I noticed that you were online. <laughs> I saw you. I'm, I looked at Crystal, and I'm like, oh, Ladies and gentlemen, I don't even play this game because I'm so burned out, but I keep track of what comes out for it. So I'm like, ooh, a ship skin, you know, or a body kit. So I will get online, pay them money to download a ship kit to customize my ship that I don't even play anymore. I get on there, I play with it for five minutes, and I go, oh, I like that. Ooh, smooth lines. Yeah, that's badass. All right, in game.
0: Well, Mark just said earlier that he did basically the same thing uh, with Dead by Daylight, the Ash download. He <laughs> yeah. downloaded it, hasn't played it. <laughs> we've got to play uh, it's that. It's been a few months, I think, since yeah. we last
2: played it. and <laughs> Yeah, we've not played in a while.
1: Anything that you put Ash into, I can't say no to. I
2: don't know. I have... Well, I was going to disagree. Uh, I do have Fistful of Boomstick, I think, for the Xbox.
1: Yeah, that wasn't very good. Okay. There was also the Hail to the King for the PlayStation and Dreamcast. Oh, yeah, I forgot yeah. all about that. I did play through it. It wasn't the best, but it, I still did play through that game. Well, you ha-
2: you were you were contractually obligated to enjoy anything with Ash.
1: Yeah, it was, it was hard to tell him no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hail to the King, baby.
1: I, I have those games that, you know, even though I don't... I don't necessarily, I don't know. I It's not that I don't enjoy playing games like that. I do enjoy games like that. But there are some games that I look at and I go, man, this game's not that very good. But I do enjoy playing it. I I kind of seen that way when ARK started out. I didn't think it was a very good game. It's full of, you know, bullet holes. And you just, you're kind of like, but it's still kind of fun. It's still good to play. Well, when you
2: first started playing, it was still in like a, a pre-releasal stage. Yeah. You know, and now it's finally... Offic- I, we talked about this last time. It's finally officially out, I think, as of last year, but still. So, you take that, you know, games like that. Well, that brings me back to a point, back to why we got into gaming. Maybe not into gaming so much, but what has morphed into why I still play is namely when I play with you guys. Same here. Yeah, when we play online, you know, Elite Dangerous is multiplayer, but I really don't play multiplayer. I don't even really fucking play it anymore. But I will jump on ARK. ARK. If they're playing, we will jump on Rocket League. If someone's playing, I, I wonder. I mean, obviously, somebody's still playing Rocket League. Obviously, in well, the you, world,
1: I've, every game is always going to be somebody's favorite game. I, I've heard that said many times. I'm, I'm, that, that's you've not said my, it many times. I've, it's not my first first time saying it. Your sure, first it, rodeo, it, yeah. And I, I've heard it from somebody else. But every game has got to be the potential of somebody's favorite, and a game like Rocket League. You've got guys that just basically beat off and play that game nonstop.
2: Well, that's any game, right? That's any game, right? Whether you know, it be
1: Fortnite or Rocket League or these Halo people are or, just so
2: much better than you. And there's no, I'm, you'd have to train like a professional athlete to even match their ability. And not only that, but then you have to wonder how many people are cheating, how right. many people are using cheat programs, aim bots, cheat engine, stuff like that, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Like that one kid that got caught. Paying for the Fortnite. Uh, he was paying for some app. How old was this kid? I really hope that it was a 45-year-old <laughs> no, man. No,
0: he was like... <laughs> Who had to cheat to beat a game that is almost entirely played by children.
2: Are you not playing some of these games played by children? They are mm. fucking vicious.
0: I know. <laughs> but nonetheless, I'm just... I still think it's funny that a older person who's been playing probably for... Half to all of his life has to cheat to beat children. Well, I mean,
2: that doesn't mean that the guy is going to be. You take a guy that he's been playing Final Fantasy his whole life because he loves Final Fantasy and then hand him a controller and tell him, here's the new Call of Duty. Good luck. Exactly. He's, pro- he's probably not going to do very well because he's not take, into that kind of
1: Not he, only that, but he has to go online and face, you know, kids and stuff like that. And you're just. A like, nine
2: year old telling me that. A nine year old telling a 40 year old, he's like, oh, I fucked your mom. Yeah. He's going to be like, are you even allowed on here? Yeah, <laughs> <And> <laughs> Where's it your up mother the, at? <laughs> it brings
0: up the point that uh, game skills are not really transferable. Yeah, You have, like you said, from RPG to a FPS, that's a completely different um, speed of game. It's uh, even going from like a FPS to a sport game or Rocket League, which is a completely different type of maneuverability and skill set it it does seem kind of uh, ridiculous to bring it up but you see people who are really good at games like uh, P- pub g and then they try to play something
2: like gta <laughs> yeah. right i mean they both have guns that's about the only yeah. similarity between the, well and cars to drive and murder right and it, lots of murder <laughs> they do have murder involved
1: well, and you know, <laughs> you you think about like being able to play a game that Titanfall two Titanfall two is a was it's completely full energy. The game just from the moment you spawn in on a multiplayer map till the minute that it ends, it's it's full on, full go, run, 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 run. Why did we stop playing that? Did I don't. We, know. Did we just move on?
0: Yes. Yeah, there, there are other games.
1: It's like there we there were are other about games.
0: Yeah. Last time, it's just. It's there and it's awesome, but we want to try out these other games. We've tried out uh, Sea of Thieves, Ark, and now we're kind of stuck on Ark for the time being until we move on from there, get bored of it, burn out, back whatever. Or back to Sea of <laughs> Thieves, exactly. And then we move backwards and we'll
2: go back to Titanfall 2 or Titanfall 3 if they ever make it. Well, well, if they keep the servers up. I mean, how long are they going to keep Titanfall 2 servers going? I don't know. So hopefully Titanfall 3 comes
1: out. <laughs> well, they've got Apex Legends. Which Apex Legends, if you've not played it, like... Minus I haven't even the downloaded wall, it. Minus the wall running, and I don't remember if there's double jumping in it. Do you remember if there's a double... No, there's not, because there's a climbing mechanic. Hmm. But as far as, like, running and stuff like that...
0: And the guns. And
1: the guns. The guns are even named the same, like the Hemlock and all those.
0: Right. And the powers that you get as the pilot in Titanfall are now individual character abilities. Right. Like the phase shifting and, I think, the speed running or something like that. So mm -hmm. they
2: may never even do a Titanfall 3. Especially... I mean, if Apex... If Apex Legends ends up making them a, f- a fortune, this is by the same people who made
0: Titanfall, right? Yes, okay. it's made by Respawn. I was really—I ho- never double-checked on that, but I was hoping it was because I'm like, wow, this is a b- right ripoff of
2: Titanfall. Oh, you <laughs> were like <laughs> three guys—three guys in a basement made Apex Legends. <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute,
1: EA bought Respawn, and their first title since that—since that was was it and they've got that new Star Wars game coming out as well.
2: EA is like the uh JP Morgan Chase of the investment <laughs> world. They just buy companies, part them out, make a quick buck and then move on with their life.
1: They man, they sometimes sucked the life out of a company though. Like, you know, even BioWare and stuff like that. It was I don't know. Mass Effect was one of my favorite series is but I didn't make it all the way through 3 like I wanted to. I loved 2. 2 uh, was my favorite.
2: 3 was pretty good.
1: I I got wind of what 3 was the ending um and
2: yeah, but you 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 let hype get to you cuz the ending we could do a whole podcast on that. There's no point cuz it's it's kind of old school now if you want to call it that, but cuz there, there's a, there's a whole ending to that that there's a a depth to the ending. So, and I was one of them. I played the ending. You know, I played through all of it and got the ending. And I was like, uh, okay, I guess. I mean, you know, what one of the things about Mass Effect is they told you, you're going to play this game. Your choices can change the game. And then by the time you play through all three of them, you're like, okay, choose, uh, uh, what filter you want on the colors, you know? Do you want it to be green or red? or blue, or whatever color you want. But once you get into the... You have to look it up. Get on YouTube, of course. And there's entire theories going into the ending of Mass Effect. So, the Renegade ending is the canon ending, as far as I know. Because once you're done with the ending and you get through the ending sequence and you see how everybody's happy, the game cuts to a pile of rubble and you see an N7 tag and then Shepard takes a breath. Oh, we forgot to throw out a spoiler warning there. Sorry about that. <laughs> Whoops.
1: Sorry we spoiled a almost 10 year old. Right.
0: <laughs> Sorry. I, I will say I haven't played through it, so I didn't know the ending, so Well, thanks I, for that.
2: You're very welcome.
1: I kept expecting them to release a trilogy, especially as much as, you know, the old was becoming the new on on this on this generation's console. I really expected them to put out a trilogy, but they, they balked at the idea of it, I assume. I I don't know. But after, I did not make it through Andromeda. I started it. I didn't play much Most of it. Most people
2: didn't. Video Game Donkey didn't.
1: Yeah. I... I, I <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it would look definitely like a hard pill to swallow. So, I mean... But that... Those games, Andromeda and, and I don't know, the the games that aren't that great can still be somebody's favorite. I mean, I could see that that could be... You're
2: right, right? And we could sound like a bunch of assholes sitting here shitting on someone's game. Yeah. But Andromeda was amazing.
1: Yeah. But if that was your first Mass Effect, you don't have anything to measure it from anyway. Like, if you look at it and you're like, well, I thought it was an okay game...
2: Right, what's your baseline? What's your what's your metric of mes- of measurement?
1: That's like someone seeing episode one without ever seeing the f- four, five, and six, and going, "But it was a good movie."
2: Right, I can understand that too.
1: And I I, w- I would like I said,
2: I don't want to dash someone's hopes and dreams just because it's a game that I might not like, and I understand that too. I I don't want to piss people off. I'm just saying that I may not like a game, and I may think it's a Steaming pile of hot garbage. Not that I'm saying that about Andromeda.
1: Or Judge Dread for the Super Nintendo. Or, or ju-
2: back to Judge Dread again.
1: I mean, but that's the thing, though. Like, you, like we were saying, though, that was one of your favorite games,
2: at least for a while.
1: It wasn't a good game. I, I don't know.
2: It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's <was> pretty awesome.
1: <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, well, it was
2: Super Nintendo era. Uh, Super Nintendo era. It was literally left to right, up and down. Right. What more could you get? F zero. Uh. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'll accept that. But not all games can be F zero.
1: Mario mm. Kart.
2: I don't know. It's about the same.
1: They are the same. It was always the rumor that that's what F zero was was kind of a tech tech demo to do to do Mario Kart. Oh. So <laughs> that's that's what I'd always heard. I don't oh, know if they true. Didn't, they didn't
2: want to put Mario on a game if it was gonna bomb, right? Well,
0: so make up a new IP for a game
1: and then we'll we'll pump a little bit out. Like, they had the 64 game, and they had a GameCube game, and then they had the G—I think that was GX. And then they had the—Capcom made their arcade cabinet, I believe, for it. But we never seen any—no none, none, Wii, Wii U, or Switch F-Zero yet, have we? I think that was the end no, of it. GameCube was the end of it.
2: Yeah, okay, that'd be kind of awesome to see one for the Switch. But, I mean, if it's a dead franchise— or a dead IP, anyway.
1: Yeah, but they still put Captain Falcon in Smash Brothers.
2: Yeah, but he's an infamous character. I mean, they still make what was the last Kirby game that came out? Uh, they just released one for oh, the Switch. Well, shit. All
1: right, damn. Well, oh, wait. That was Yoshi. Yoshi's not Woolly World, but then the sequel to it. But no, they did just release a Kirby game for it. Not that long ago, they released one for the Switch.
2: Wasn't that the yarn game, the Kirby Yarn something? Uh,
1: they may have been a sequel to the Epic Yarn series. Is what it Epic Yarn shows yeah. how much I played it. So, uh, what pushes you guys to want to do this?
2: The podcast,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, well, at first, it was you. It was your idea. You came to me, and you are like, "Dude, I want to fucking do something." I want it to be cool. I want it to be epic. Uh, I don't care of the outcome. I just want to go out on a limb and do it. So at first I was like, cool, I help my buddy out. But then as we sat, we talked, we planned, you know, we bought the mics, <laughs> you know. Well, we've got the things mics. To start rolling. <laughs> Might as
1: well go ahead and do Might something. Might as well do a fucking
0: podcast. It goes from one step to the next step, and it was just a
2: gradual. Well, and we're all busy. Before we started this, Nathan was still in school. I didn't think he'd ever graduate. He's been in school for fucking ever. It took a long time. I mean, it's just high school people. It's okay. (laughs) You can graduate eventually. (laughs) He's the Tommy boy. Like, yeah,
1: lots of guys go to college for seven years. They're called doctors. (laughs) They're called doctors.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, but we, we, we talked about it. We planned. It started building up. The tension started building up. The pressure, the drive to do it. You know? And then I told a few family members about it, trying to keep it on the hush hush. Just I don't really know why. Just maybe a fear of failing or embarrassing yourself. Myself anyway. So
1: I could see how I could embarrass you. happened?
2: <laughs> I embarrass myself, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, okay. You embarrassed me too. That's
0: fine. Feelings that's why miserable. I go out into public with you as often as possible. <laughs>
2: I like embarrassment. But, I mean, we fucking... We have discussions between the three of us sometimes on Xbox uh, at dinner, having lunch. And we just have some epic conversations. And it's like, why not fucking record it? Maybe someone will listen to it and they'll like it. Maybe everyone will fucking hate us. Who cares? Uh, One of these times
0: we might have an epic conversation on the podcast. It hasn't happened yet. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> but we're hoping to stay with us until that happens. <laughs> Epicness is coming in at least. Potentially. Potentially coming. Allegedly. Le- <laughs> within episode one to 100. Maybe we'll make our mark.
1: So what, what led Nathan then?
2: Uh, well, actually, Josh and
0: I, uh, several years ago, were talking about putting together like a YouTube channel or something like that because we had some creativity that we just needed to get out of us. Uh, we had ideas for some... For a show. Don't,
2: no, 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 no. Don't spoil it. No. Don't give ideas. <laughs> Someone will hear this. Some guy waiting for his chance. He's going to hear it. And he's going to go, I'll do that. Uh, well, I mean, we
0: just... We had clips and ideas and stuff like that. And we were kind of starting it, but...
2: Most of, them, most of them were written while we were drunk as hell. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the best time to get
0: your creativity gone. Um, and that... That was me saying gone and not a Southern draw going. (laughs) Just want to throw that out there. Um, But, uh, you know, so whenever you came to me about this podcast, it was uh, another branch to, to just chill and have fun talking about the things that we love and still... Um, let go of some of that creativity, uh, just, uh, exercise the, the mind in that way. If that makes any sense. Because the medulla it oblongata. On, uh, I'm starting to
1: realize I don't know what I'm talking about.
2: Mama says alligators are angry because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush.
1: Is that what, is that where the term motif comes from? I don't,
2: oh, <laughs> it was English class in high school. And you were like, we had to we had to give words in a sentence or whatever. It's fucking stupid. I can't remember. You're like, I'm a boxer. I got
1: motif. Yeah, she she asked us to use motif in a sentence. Uh, <laughs> being stupid, <laughs> <laughs> decided that that was the funniest route.
2: Senior year was the best because we didn't give a shit. We just fucking hung out and acted like fucking morons.
1: Much like today. <laughs> Much like right now. It's our senior year still. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> we
2: We peaked in the 12th grade. Yeah. I can't let it go.
1: Long hair and eye rocks. As far as the eye could see. You know. I, I think a lot of my reasoning for wanting to start a podcast was I have talked to so many people about the same thing like man wouldn't it be great if we had one we could discuss all this stuff and how awesome that would be and you know I, i've listened to podcasts for quite some time now i i still listen to giant bomb like it's my job i i love those guys <laughs> uh, but i i just thought maybe maybe we've got something to say all those guys have something to say why can't why can't our voice be heard
2: they don't have a monopoly on podcasts. Not yet. No, that was the to said that. Not yet. No, but they're working on it?
1: Right. And it's...
2: Watch out. Competition's coming. Yeah. Three losers. From Southern Illinois. <laughs> We're
1: going to record all kind of shit. Yeah. yeah on but, the back
0: of some cows.
1: <laughs> Do it hillbilly style. But no, I, I, I think that we have something to say. I think there's something that comes from us. And I think... A lot of times when we're sitting around just laughing and joking and stuff, I think there's a lot of what other people think, too, and I think there's a lot of what other people kind of would want to be in on the conversation. I, I've i heard from other people, too, you know, that it creates more conversation. That's all it is.
0: Right. Uh, honestly, I was listening to our last podcast on the way to this one, and something someone said just made me want to say something else about it. Like I was listening to someone else's podcast. (laughs) uh, It could, I don't remember exactly what it was. It could have been like the uh, Legend of Zelda thing. Uh, We were talking about why not call it Legend of Link. And I was like, oh yeah, there's also this. And so that's absolutely true about just there's conversation starter and additional things. We don't always say everything that we want to say in any conversation, let alone a podcast, where we have to time it down to fifty seven minutes exactly.
1: Well that's that's also <laughs> hint, hint. funny too because Nathan <laughs> was the one of us that was calling us the old men, but yet here he is trying to talk to the fucking radio. Like yeah,
2: he, pa- he <laughs> pauses on his phone. He's like, Josh, listen here. I'm let me tell you
0: something. Yeah. I heard I heard my name. You said my name. I had earbuds in and was it? Just- I actually thought you were trying to tell me something at that moment.
1: <laughs>
0: it's so weird to hear my name. It's so weird to say my name. I don't know if you guys have that problem. I've never called anybody that I know with the name of Nathan by their first name. It's always their last name. So I never say my own name. So when we introduce ourselves, it's just like this weird thing coming out of my
2: mouth. We didn't introduce ourselves this podcast yet, have we? No. We, we meant to do that like an hour ago.
1: I figure by the time they've they've heard me say Josh and Nathan, you, they know that there's a Josh and Nathan involved, so.
2: Have we not said Mark? I don't think we've said your name this whole time. I don't remember. Well, yeah, I think I did was a, gr- I was talking it's a about great time girl. to
0: yeah. go ahead and introduce ourselves. I'm Nathan. I'm Josh. And I'm Mark. And we are Gamer
2: G.A. D.A. A. <laughs> you don't even know our own fucking name. Whatever. It's fine. G- D. D. Gamer discretion advice. G-D-A. GDA. That's yeah. what it is. Whatever. That's cool. Now they'll know for sure. Now we're gonna check Google searches, and it's gonna be gamer GA. A million searches. We're like, man, <laughs> they're off by one letter. Damn them! <laughs> now we have to change our name. We got. We got. A, we got a website coming up. We've been working on it, but we don't have it finished yet.
1: Someone's a little behind the times. So on. No, no, no. Web building.
2: The the website website.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh. I'm talking about the chucklehead that's behind that.
2: Uh, who's that? That'd be me. Oh, okay. Are you chucklehead <laughs> from Josh,
0: now on? Josh well. was afraid it was him. Right, no. I was like, was
2: I supposed to be doing this the whole fucking time, this past six months? Was that my job and I didn't know?
1: No, that was me.
2: Oh, okay. I was like, well, I mean, and that's another topic too. We were trying to set this thing up, but we all have lives. Nathan works like... A million fucking jobs. I don't know why he's always so busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he still has time to... He'll be like... He works a million jobs, and then... Sunday night, he's like, you guys gonna be on tonight? <laughs> uh, no, we're in bed, because...
1: We're old. <laughs> but Wait. then
2: he... But then then he'll be on from 9 to 10, and then he'll go to bed. Or whatever. You know? I miss... So...
1: That's one thing I do kind of miss. I... I'm, I love that I have a family and I love that, you know, I don't have time. Sometimes I love the fact that I don't have time for certain things, but I miss just sitting down with a game and playing it. it maybe not start to finish, but making a deep dive into a game. I miss doing that. Um, there's times that I wish that I had time for video games, but I wouldn't trade it really. I mean, being I busy and having the life that I have now is it's hectic, but it's... It's it's happiness.
2: Well, sometimes games are an escape. You know, you have a hard day, have a hard week. Anybody have a hard week or a month, you know, just where everything goes wrong. And sometimes you can just throw on throw on your system of choice and play whatever game you want and just forget about your problems. It's a little... Is it healthier than drinking, though?
1: I've... Yes, in a way. I mean... <laughs> A vice is a vice, no matter how you look at it.
2: Well, that's a good point. That, I mean, maybe for a future topic, I wanted to discuss discuss moderation. Like, playing games. Because I know there for a while, that's all I fucking did. Came home from work, turned on my Xbox, oh, and that, that was it.
1: I had my, my days of doing the same thing, but mm-hmm. then again... Skyrim
2: was like that for me. Skyrim, out, yes.
1: What game what game do you think right now like I guess not right now but like what game do you remember most just piling all your time into
2: Elite Dangerous the life sucker oh yeah that was definitely it for him my second career
1: The what about you 2nd
2: I'm sorry second would be Skyrim
0: it was either Skyrim or Fallout 4
1: both, both okay
2: what about you uh, was it Ark? I know you... B- before, Destiny. Before Destiny. Destiny. That, okay. I,
1: I loved playing Destiny. I gamed with a really good group of guys. Uh, it was... And it, girls. It, it was a lot like our conversations are now. I mean, it was very silly banter. It was very, you know, fun to play with.
2: So you're saying anybody can start a podcast is what you're saying.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's true. You can. But I I... I I enjoyed playing Destiny more than just just to talk to. I mean, it was a good game that had good mechanics and stuff like that. The story wasn't great. The story was dribble. Um, in fact, if you have to leave the game to go get the story for your game, maybe you need to rethink your game.
2: Come read the lore and history of our game on this separate website.
1: Oh, yeah. You may have an iPad sitting next to you, so you may figure out the lore and all the vices of this game. I I didn't get that part. I mean, it was good. I mean, I enjoyed what story they did fall on you with. Mm -hmm. But by the time Destiny 2 came around, I was so exhausted from it. I played the beginning of it, and that was the end of it for me.
2: I gotcha. I played part one only because my brother had bought it, and my Xbox One was his home Xbox One, so... I have access to his games, so I played through it. Me and Nathan were playing. Nathan bought the expansions or whatever, so when I hit level 36, because I still had the base game, and then I couldn't level up anymore, and I haven't even turned it on since then.
1: Well, I, I keep thinking maybe Halo is going to pull me back in, but... I don't know. Didn't you send me a text the other day
2: saying that guys from 343 left already?
1: Yeah, some of them went off to work on a new project. Okay. I can't remember what it was that they're working on but they're oh
2: did they leave 343 uh they're doing industries
1: it was a quake game variant yeah they're they're no longer work for okay 343 but they I wasn't
2: sure if they weren't working for 343 or if they had given them their own space and said you're gonna work on this IP now
1: rocket something uh I can't remember the name escaped me I'll have to look it up but uh you do that I will but yeah, they left to start to well. That's that's what's happening to all the companies now. Everybody's leaving to go start their own. It's just it's just part of the cycle, I guess.
2: Well, part of the rumor mill, especially with Halo, was they were talking about uh, the word escapes me now, but or another reboot. What's the new Halo coming out that they keep talking about?
1: Halo Infinite.
2: Halo Infinite. So the I mean once again. A lot of this information came from YouTubers. And you know how some of those guys are. They'll put... The thumbnail or the title of the video is literally just a guess.
0: And this is GDA setting out to make enemies on YouTubers. We're after you guys too.
2: <laughs> I didn't name any names. I'm, I'm speaking in generalities. I'm just saying. that you, you can't deny there's people on there that don't just do videos simply for the fact, to get views. I mean, look after Endgame came out. It seemed like everybody, even like makeup tutorial ladies, were talking about Endgame. Here's how to get Gamora's smoky eye.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Rocket Arena. That's because
2: there's
0: a viewing community for that kind of stuff. So if there's a market for it, people will take advantage of it Not in a negative way. I'm not saying take advantage necessarily to... uh, In a toxic or commandeering way.
2: I don't know how you want to describe it, but... I mean... I feel attacked. That's what I'm saying. Right now, I feel like you're attacking me. Good.
1: Your feelings? As soon as
2: Mark hits the stop button, I will physically attack you. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Well... Since I am a coward and a weakling, I imagine it will be painful.
1: Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. I knew it. It was
2: coming. Uh,
1: You know, but we were talking about what pushed me into podcast. The ultimate... I literally cannot pick up my phone and not call Steve to this very day. And that's what we talk about 95% of it. The other 5% is, how's your family? How's the kids? How's this and that? And the other 95% of it still to this day is, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? Right. That's garbage. Why are they doing that? That is so stupid. Right. So, I mean...
2: Like you said, it's the conversations that millions of people have every time they get on.
1: mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just that. It's that... it's Gaming is part of in fact if you take my little DNA strands apart there'll probably be little bits and pieces of a Mm -hmm. Nintendo controller (laughs) somewhere (laughs) in there
2: little red button Mm -hmm. says A on it or a little black one that says start
1: I do miss I miss being a kid in gaming uh, but I'm glad I'm not a kid now in game okay I've I don't think it is it's the old man in me. You kids don't know how good we had it. <laughs> you don't even We only had 3 cha- I heard that so many times. We only had 3 channels when I grew up. Right. You, you and when you wanted the to lucky. change a
2: channel, you had to get up and walk yeah. to the TV.
1: Yeah. So y-
2: It's a good analogy.
1: Yeah. But that's the way it is now.
2: Do you guys
0: actually say that to your kids? No. God, nah. I really hope I'm not that person.
1: Well, sometimes shit slips and you just end up saying some stuff and you're like, fuck, an old man just came out in me. <laughs> it, it does happen on occasion.
2: Yeah. I've never used the uh, uphill both ways in the snow, to school barefoot. Me either. No, but you may
0: have said something to the equivalent that Trayton would take like that. And I, and I wouldn't know.
2: Gotcha.
1: You don't know how good you've got it. That's
2: I have told him that before. Like, boy, you don't even know. Yeah. You don't even know. Like... You don't even know. <laughs> I can't even right now.
1: <laughs> I, I've i done that before. Like, if my kids are complaining about, I'm bored or I, I don't know what to do, and I'm like, that was something you never, ever, you never uttered that around Grandpa. If you would have went to Grandpa and said, I'm bored, like, I got something for you to do. All right, well, Here we need we a go. new sewer
2: line, so yeah. go get the spade and the shovel. Let's dig that one roof needs shingled
1: i think that maybe that's why i i was a big fan of video games because i knew (laughs) right like
2: i'll just play this game that i've beaten a million times yeah i remember you let me borrow uh super star wars super empire strikes back and super Return of the jedi Mm -hmm. and i played them in this other room in here the blue room and i remember playing them in the summer no air conditioning four in the morning trying to beat darth vader i fought Forever to get to Vader in Empire Strike or Return the Jedi.
1: Keep jumping, keep doing the double (laughs) jumping. Double jump, double jump, double. Get him, Luke.
2: Just fond memory. Mm -hmm. I remember playing that.
1: I, I don't know if if kids are going to have the same experience that we had growing up as far as like games being lovable and memorable. Now that there's so Uh, much, I think they
2: do. I mean, my son, he's all right now it's roblox it's either roblox or he'll play solo and he'll play tabs totally accurate battle simulator
1: but do you think it'll have that like super mario brothers to this day like that's the of course everybody's kind of go to will there be a super mario brothers for this generation for
2: well this? i don't know there's so many games it it, it would be on a personal level what what did that kid because once again there's kids that like RPGs kids that like first person shooters kids that like battle royales so yes and no I mean it would be personal but what the person likes the best I'm sure I'm sure my son's gonna look back at roblox when when his kids are playing uh full dive VR systems you know he'd be like oh, you don't remember when you had him so good, you don't even know. My guy was made of blocks, and when he died, he went oh, and he fell apart. They're gonna be like, "What the hell, old man? You're crazy," <laughs> <laughs> you know. But I mean, the, Roblox is even his first game. It's just that's what he's into right now. Right. And like we discussed with oversaturation, and I mean, even if it is oversaturation, there's so many games that he can play that he generally isn't too bored. Whenever they're Like, he plays Feed and Grow Fish uh, off Steam, and when he's done with that, he'll play something else. And then when he finds out there's a new update or a new mod, he wants to play Feed and Grow Fish again. So, it, it's personal. That's what I would say. It would take a lot of... It would take a really innovative game to create, you know? Because Mario, I know we overuse it. I overuse it and i don't even think about mario that much it's just once we get here in the discussion it always comes up
1: I, mario is i when i sit down and start thinking about gaming and stuff like that there's still not a time that i can't think about that mustached italian like i <laughs> you know that's what i i pushed luna to play those games first i you know it was like you know i wanted her to play my turbo graphics i wanted her to play something a little off the wall And I pushed her to play, you know, Mario and stuff like that. i really seen what she could... I really... I guess it really pushed her into playing a lot of the same games I do. And I guess that's part of being a parent is is you want them to do the same things you do. Even though you don't. You don't. You tell them... You make your own choices. You make your own decisions. But in the end, these are the things that I did. But you
2: had so much fun playing Bonk. Right. You know, and you're like, I want... My child to play Bonk. What the fuck is Bonk?
1: <laughs> okay, so he was this little caveman guy, and he went around collecting bits of meat. And as soon as he did, he got three pieces of meat, he would turn into Super Bonk, and he'd go crazy. It, it, it was basically the turbografx sixteen equivalent of a Mario, or just sitting more the three prehistoric pieces. Prehistoric times. It was
2: his flower power.
1: Yeah, I. No, a lot not a lot of people are going to care about bonk or keith courage or any of that other (laughs) stuff.
2: i haven't even heard the name keith courage in forever yeah literally Uh, forever since the dawn of time i've not heard that
1: yeah uh and, and but those are still some of my favorite games and that'll always draw me in i still love modern games i you know i keep well we play together and we we still play modern games but i will always have that love for the old too
0: because there's such a simplicity in those games. Uh, generally, how many times were there glitches or something like that where you fell through the world? <laughs> well, or um, uh, lagged because a uh, server issues. Right. Or uh, the game just dropped. I right. mean, SN- or NES, that was kind of a problem. But like Super Nintendo, I really don't remember that being a problem at all Mm mhm sega genesis i think that it was kind of buggy or at least maybe mine was but uh some
2: some things were just kind of in my mind consoles weren't very buggy in my memory you know
1: oh we didn't have there were no patches there was no updates there was no there was there was one and done back then but they weren't
2: as complex no, and in the, they weren't set in three D world like you're playing Red Dead and you're trying to get your horse to go over a rock or something, and he's like, just it's not going to happen. Nope. the The horse is nope. Wh- whatever whatever code tells him that he can't go over that rock is is final right. in his mind.
1: But uh, up till well, even original Xbox, there wasn't. You had games that had their glitches and stuff like that, but they didn't ship a broken game for the most part. Whenever you have games that say you need to download a day one patch, you've officially hit a problem. That game should have never been produced if you've got that big of a bug that everyone needs a day one patch for. Master
2: Chief Collection. I mean, you had to download half the game because they only sold you half the game. They might as well just sold you a disc that was just the license and then just download the game Mm -hmm. and do that way. At least that way I would feel I wasn't getting ripped off.
1: Well, that's what you... Eventually we'll have it'll be a discless world. I mean, we'll it's we're getting closer to that. I don't want want it to be completely media-less. Well, I That's haven't f- I haven't bought a disc in forever. I have switch games. I like to have the little switch games and stuff like that. But as far as like going to a store shelf and buying a game, unless it's a good discount, I don't. So, but whatever. Uh, yeah,
0: uh, I would like to see franchises combined. I've actually been playing horizons lately a uh, horizon 2 and forza
1: the, or horizon zero dawn <laughs> that is a good <laughs> distinction to make yeah uh, good
0: forza, call good call forza uh so here's here's something that i noticed about forza and uh horizons versus like forza 6 and it's any distinction that anybody who's played the two could make Horizons is more for the casual gamer. You can crash, and it's very forgiving. It's arcadey. Yeah, and, which is nice because that's kind of what I'd rather play. I played Forza Five, I think, because it's what I have. and I mean it's fun, but it's almost like a simulator.
1: It's it's an enthusiast game.
0: Yes, you have to be pretty precise on it, and. That's not what I wanted at that time. So, uh, I've, I've enjoyed playing Forza Horizon's 2 this week. And I was thinking, how awesome would it be if we took a game like Forza Horizon 2, or even Forza number go here, and put it into a different game like GTA. Give GTA the mechanics of Forza the driving mechanics and then uh give it the combat simulation from COD or something else, just something a little bit more. Combine these games into another game, but the mechanics are very specific to a different game.
1: The the issue with that, and I would love a game like that. I would love to have a gigantic open world where it the controls felt as precise as for the motorsport series or even as as close as the uh, horizon series is because the horizon series has a little bit of leeway to it it's more arcadey style but have those precise controls and stuff like that for a big open world sprawler like that but the the problem with that is is that's a lot of development. Like, you've got a lot of working cogs working behind a Motorsport or a Horizon. There's a lot of development behind those games. And right now, you know, they jump years. Like, last year was Horizon 4. This year will be Motorsport 7 or 8. I think it's 7. I
0: think it's 7, too.
1: But you you hop a year. They they spread those out. One year, it's they go back and forth with that. But there's a lot more working behind the scenes on just the driving mechanics in a game like that uh, than people probably realize because they use real physics, they use real calibrations, they use, you know, there's a lot to it. And then to put on top of that precise shooting mechanics, you know, being able to you know aim down sights and run and stuff like that. I think that's why Grand Theft Auto feels sloppy in a way. It does things. I mean, it does good things. I mean, I'm not saying that it's a bad game or anything like that, but it doesn't have the precision because it does lots of things. Okay. It's it's hard for, you know, it's it's that uh, Jack of all trades, Master of None, mm-hmm. and that's what we get with Grand Theft Auto, where, you know, it's the exact opposite for a Call of Duty, uh, a Forza, or, you know, even Gran Turismo, or any of those games. They are They are exactly that precision that you want. For that one thing.
0: Right. Not to mention the stealth. Because it's pretty terrible in GTA. Oh, yeah. There's no real stealth. Right. But there you are can't... stealth
2: games out there with good stealth mechanics. Well, I guess, like you were saying, in order to do that, they would have to develop different systems. And the uh, Once again, I'm not a developer, so I don't know. I'm only going off guesswork. But I'm just trying to use a little bit of thought process or logic behind it. But you would have to have different controller layouts. You would have to have different systems of control for each time you were going through. And I don't, once again, I don't program, so I don't know if that would be easy or difficult. Elite Dangerous, sorry to go back on Elite again.
0: What game is this? It's what you, <laughs> it's what you know, so it's easy to fall Okay, okay. Off, so. Yeah.
2: so, you know, when you're in the cockpit, you have a set of controls. But then you can land on a plant surface, and then you can leave the ship in your in your scarab, your little traveling car and it has its own set of controls so Uh, I just want to throw in here when he
0: says ship he's not talking about a Black Pearl type of ship it's a
2: spaceship thank you thank you for that (laughs) (laughs) it's a space game for those who don't know sorry (laughs) still getting used to it still getting used to this whole idea of
1: you got them Martians in that game
2: they're not Martians but we're going to get back to that I'm just kidding. But my point is, is you have to go into your settings menu, and you have to set your controls. You know, if you're, now I play console. Now I know PC, you can play a lot more uh, enveloped. You can put a, a HOTUS on it. You can for Xbox, but I think right now there's only one HOTUS available for Xbox. What's a HOTUS? Uh, I forget the whole acronym. Look it up. Let me look it up. It's the flight stick. Oh, Okay. I forget That's all I, need to know. I forget what it stands for.
1: It's Hodor's cousin. <laughs> Hodor.
2: Yes, yeah, sorry, I should have clarified on that. Hold the tus. Mm-hmm. No. But it's a flight stick and Elite Dangerous is completely customizable when it comes to your control layout. So you can have since it's PC, you can do uh, hotkeys on your keyboard for your landing for your landing pad, ship lights, cargo hatch, whatever you want to do. So you have this full level of customization available to you. And on Xbox, you on Xbox you can do it. You can customize on your controller combinations of buttons to give you certain functions. So, you have a great amount of customization and control when it comes to that, but it's still across different levels. One's flying, one's driving. It's still pretty basic when you when I think of it in a certain term. But Star Citizen that's the game I've been waiting for for quite a while now. I know uh, the defendant, the defenders of it will tell you you can play it now, but mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like a full game to me.
1: Well, if you've got a big wallet, it is a full game for you. But <laughs> that's... I don't... A game should be just that a game. I don't... That was, you know, like I was complaining about last week with Ark. I don't want to play a simulator that simulates another form of life because I already have a life. I don't need... I don't need to be completely immersed in everything that I do. Though, you know, a game like that would be cool. Being able to wander through space and go on adventures and make your own journey and stuff like that would be neat. It would be interesting, but not for that price. No thank you. Mm -hmm. That would be pretty intensive. I kind of would like to see gaming... I don't know if... I would like for it to just kind of hit a... Not necessarily a lull, but... I, I don't want to always see him always trying to make the biggest, flashiest graphics... And trying to always do the most over-the-top thing. Some of my favorite games were on the Super Nintendo because... They captivated me in a way... As far as the story goes. Like Final Fantasy Six slash Three III for America. It's still one of my favorite games of all time, and so is Two slash IV. Like they were, they were a great game because of their story drive, not because of their graphics. I mean, the there wasn't a whole lot done in those games that made you, made you you know feel like you were submersed into the game or anything. But I uh, I wish they would try to stop pushing the envelope so much and stay more in the writing room and write a good story.
0: Well, Steam, for instance, has so many. Uh, retro type games people put make them and put them uh, on steam and other platforms I'm just gonna use Steam because it's what I know and I've bought some of them just because of that kind of familiarity or that nostalgia it just either it takes me back or maybe it's the simplicity of it it's just it's not something big and grand it's just a straightforward story where there's uh, a, not necessarily linear path but kind of a linear path that leads you straight through so it's kind of nice to have that sometimes where you don't have to think about where you left your body and go and get it or uh, where to go across the island to mine this specific ore or to dig all the way down to get your diamond at level 5 7 I don't know <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah I can't remember off the top of my head either but it's not a thing that's unique people love the older games and it shows uh, on every console even i now that I'm thinking about it Xbox has games that are like that um one of the most recent ones that I've played is Graveyard Digger.
1: I remember you talking about yeah.
0: that. It's kind of similar to... Uh, what's that other farming game that everybody likes? Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. It's kind of like that. It's not as uh, advanced or as uh, as much to
2: do in it. Maybe that's the appeal because there's a, a smaller learning curve. Yeah. Perhaps. You can kind of dive in and just get to it. But it's, it is fun.
0: Don't get me wrong, There's, it's got more of a dark twist to it, so it's kind of comical. Um, but there's kind of some grinding in it, too. You have to, uh, for instance, there's a farming aspect to it. So you go, you have to get your fertilizer, you have to get your seeds, etc., etc., build your farm, and then farm it, and then take that stuff to the warehouse so you could sell it. And that's one aspect, because you can also focus on your graveyard, you can focus on building your church, and some of that stuff kind of ties together, you can't advance any further in a technology, so, but it's still got like a retro feel to it, like Stardew Valley, and so many people play that game, I haven't gotten into it yet, but I would like to, although, uh, while I'm on the conversation, Chucklefish, who created Stardew Valley, is making a magic uh, academy type of game, so it's going to be kind of like stardew valley only harry potter
2: so i'm very much looking forward to that sounds interesting agreed you agree will you allow it
1: i'll allow it